Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Talik. Today I have a special guest, Jay Michael. How are you, my brother? How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing fine. I just want to say thank you again for just saying yes to come talk about mental health. It's not talked about enough in this world, and I'm glad that you say yes. Yes, of course, of course. So my first question for you, I ask all my guests this question and all the guests that have been coming on here, and I'm going to ask you the same question. How is your mental health? It's pretty good right now. That's good. I love to ask that question because I feel like if I say, you know, Jay, how are you? And you'll be like, I'm okay. But, you know, I feel like when you ask how's your mental health, it goes deeper. It opens the door to say, you know what? I'm okay, but I'm struggling a little bit. Very true. Very true. Yes, thank you. Um, my next question for you, one of my second best favorite questions, is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, was it okay to not be okay? Yeah. Yeah, my mom always told me uh, she always wanted me to show my expressions and how I felt, so that was never a problem. Yeah, shout out to the supportive moms out there. I like to ask that question also because, like, everybody grows up differently. So it's always like good to see like people answers to that question. Um, my next question for you is, um, there's a stigma out there surrounding mental health, right? But there's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's a double stigma, you know, surrounding gay men's mental health. What do you say to that stigma that says, we can't cry, we can't be weak, we have to man up, we have to get it together. Uh, what do you say to that stigma? I mean, I think it's stupid. I obviously don't follow that stigma. So yeah. um, I just, you know, everybody grows up different. I didn't grow up yeah. with that being instilled inside of me. So I don't really know how to go about it like that. But yeah. I mean, I'm just happy I didn't have to grow up with that being or trying to be instilled inside of me. Like I said, my mom, my family period has always made sure to always tell me you know if you feel a certain way speak up don't ever let what society may think stop you from you know expressing your yourself the way you want to express yourself yes 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 i love that i love that um and can you um go in um how was your coming out story i like to ask that question because not everybody has i want to say this everybody listen not everybody has a good one mine's was shitty <laughs> like I told some I told my sister my sister asked me was like you know when you go to mommy and I said I didn't care but I did care you know how you just say I don't care but you care yeah and then it spread it like wildfire it was just like crazy so like can you explain like how your coming out story was I mean mine is pretty simple at this point I'm just so over talking about it because yeah. you know on the show uh that's coming out next month that's yeah. all I was talking about but um it was pretty simple I mean everybody pretty much knew at the end yeah. of the day what I was I mean I had yeah. girl okay I want to put that out there I never had a problem getting a girlfriend 
<laughs> um, so that's one thing. But I mean, my coming out story was fairly simple. I came out when I was 17 years old during yeah. the pandemic. It was December. I went to school. I sent my mom a text, went on about my day. Um, she wasn't too thrilled that I texted her, but what's done was done. We had to talk yeah. when I got home. Um, I told my grandmother like the day before my 18th birthday. I mean, she kind of figured it out because I'm the type of person where like, once my mother knows something, child, yeah. that's that. So I went and got my nails done and I just came <laughs> home and I, my mom's like, well, your grandmother gonna get you. I was like, I don't care, child. The, the cat's out the bag. I'm going to get my nails done. Um, I'm going to get me a little purse. Like I just, you know, it was yeah. always my plan to come out in college because I knew yeah. that once I went away for school, I can, you know, do yeah. me. But I mean, being in the pandemic, uh, it had a lot of people just home. You're thinking, yeah. I was like, child, I'm bored. I might as well just come out now because child, everybody already know. Yes. Um, that's, yeah, a dope, that's a dope story, though. They were supportive, you know, that's dope because, you know, some people don't get that support. So it's dope to hear that, you know, your family supported you, you know, I love it. I love well, it. not everybody, but my immediate family. But the main ones, the main ones that they <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt for me, like my sister and like um, my cousin, certain people, the ones that matter, that's the only mm-hmm. ones that I really cared about. Um, my next question for you, can you, um, like, what is your, what can you, like for people know, what, um, mentally, what have you gone through mentally? Because we know the show that you're on, you talk about mental health. So like, what have you gone through mentally? Well, I'm not going to go too much in depth because I'm yeah. a firm believer and not everything is meant for social media. It's not. out there. But I mean, I'm going to speak about the obvious things because, you know, I have spoken about this just a little bit on my YouTube channel a few yeah. years ago. My parents had a really messy divorce. Yeah, I'm not going to go too much in depth about that. But that kind of yeah. triggered everything. Um, I dealt with mental health, depression, um, Specifically, since I was, what, 13? Because that's when everything kind of started happening. Um, I go to therapy still. You know, I I do what I got to do to make sure my mental is okay. Um, But that's like the the basis of everything. That's kind of how everything kind of started for me mentally. Um, And then when I went away for college and everything like that, I realized that what I was going to school for just was not for me. At first, I hate school. Like... Me too. <laughs> I can't stand school. Like, I love the parties. I love dorm. I like hanging out with my friends. But I just can't stand school. Like, if I could go to school and just like not do the work and still like graduate, get my diploma, yeah, maybe, like somewhere. But you know, it just don't work like that. So yeah. that was also another trigger for me. Um, that whole thing. I was just like, child, this is not my cup of tea. I don't know how people do this for four five six years and a half I would have had to been in school for 10 years at max so that yeah it was just a lot so on the show that's really what yeah. I'm talking about for the most part um yeah. if I was filming this show maybe a few years ago it would be some more stuff but yeah the crazy thing is like when I my grandma you know when she was alive she had me in a college course at Lincoln University, and I was like, college is not for me. This whole waking up, doing this work and everything early in the morning, is not for me, so I understand that part that, that you said. 
And um, before we go to the next question, I want to say to the viewers out there, anybody that's struggling with any um, deep, dark depression or thoughts of suicide, suicide ideation, there is a prevention crisis lifeline out there. All you have to do is dial 988. I say this in every episode. 988 is the number if you are struggling, if you know someone that's struggling mentally. And my next question for you, you don't have to answer it, but I want to ask you, and I'll answer it first. Have you ever dealt with any thoughts of just not want to be here or any thoughts of suicide? Um, I'll answer first. Um, I still deal with it, even though I do my podcast. I do, um, I'm a group facilitator for NAMI, NAMI Bus County, leading free support groups. I still deal with thoughts of not want to be here and suicide. You know, I was sexually abused as a child um, by two of my male cousins, you know, um, my coming out story wasn't bad at all. Like my dad and brother, you know, called me the F word and stuff like that. When I came out, um, I lost my mom 2019 to liver cancer. And then I mostly lost my sister. So like suicide sometimes for me is a lot in my mind. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I'm not, you know, and I'll just say anybody out there struggling, you know, make sure you get into some type of community, whatever that community is, make sure it's somebody that you trust. And remember, not everybody understands mental health and that's okay. Um, I personally haven't dealt with those type of thoughts. I mean, I get like down, down, down real bad. Like, like Carisha yeah. said, real, real bad. But um, that just doesn't cross my mind. Like I just, I could never yeah. have the balls to just. Yeah do that <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good that's good I just always like want to ask that question just in case somebody haven't dealt with it mm-hmm. or they dealt with it and stuff like that you know but um guys if you listening you know you're struggling you know 988 is the number and please reach out please get into some type of community and my next question for you is um do you have a circle of friends or family that that you can go to when you're struggling mentally um I only talk to my therapist (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just I'm very private with a lot I mean of course the people in my household they see me every day so that's totally different but I typically don't like telling other people my business because I just don't ever somebody's true intentions Um, and that's nothing against anybody like my two closest friends um we've been friends for six seven years now so it's nothing against them but I personally I tell them some things but I like to keep a lot of stuff private because I don't think everybody needs to know everything about you yeah I agree with you yeah I just I've learned my lesson of having people tell my business and it's like if y'all can say talk about something I told you that's really little imagine like me telling you something that I'm going through mentally I don't need the streets yes. knowing my business so I just I'm very private and that's what everything like I just I don't talk a whole bunch about my private life. Like you, you can go ahead and tell me everything. Like, and yeah. I, I always, people come to me, talk to me about, talk to me about their problems or whatnot, but I'm never going to be like, here girl, here's what's going on. <laughs> That's not it. I'm going to shoot my therapist a text, black girl. It's, it's getting real bad. Yeah. Go ahead and make a little, a little appointment and let's call it a day. Cause yeah, I just, I can't risk having people tell my business in these streets. Listen, I get it. Listen, and that's a respect thing. If I was like one, of, like one of your friends, they just gotta respect you because I don't tell everybody everything. Everybody don't need to know everything in your life that's going on because you just never know. 
Because I get in my head looking like, what if they tell somebody? That's how I, yeah. that's how I am. I'm like, what if they tell somebody? I don't need to get in my head. I don't need to, no time for that. And to just, you know, talk about therapy, um, um, my next question for you is like, um, how do you feel about therapy? You know, how, why, why do you think therapy is important? Because some people, you know, especially in the Black community, growing up, I was raised like, you know, you need to talk to God, you need to pray. And nowadays, everybody's talking about therapy. So how do you feel about it? It's not as taboo as it once was. Yeah. Um, I've been in therapy since I was like, no, let me rephrase that. I've been in therapy since I was like a sophomore in high school, sophomore, junior in high school. I used to do counseling, but counseling and therapy are two totally different things. And I tell people all the time. I started off in counseling first. I couldn't stand it because I came to talk to you about my problems and you trying to preach to me about the Lord. And that's not what I'm here for. So yeah, I typically, I like therapy. Therapy is really good. Um, I wasn't even the one who was like, oh my God, let me go to therapy. Um, my mother was like, you need to go ahead and get you some help. So she's the one who found everything and, you know, stuff like that. I think it's good. Like if I don't talk to, if I go like a few months or a long time without talking to my therapist, I can't do that because that'll set me back. So I have to talk to her at least once a month, every two months or something of that sort. If, you know, things ain't going crazy in my life or whatever but yeah I think therapy is a good thing and people need to hop on board more because there are still some people who don't like therapy yes I was one of them people not be real I didn't I went to a therapist I went to actually a counselor counselor like you said and I was sitting there just was like yo this is not for me and I gave up a little bit but it took into um you know, COVID hit the world and everything. We was locked up in the house and everything. I thought I would be okay because I'm like, I'm a person to stay to myself. I really don't go out and hang out with people, but I was wrong. I had issues, guys. <laughs> I had stuff that I had to deal with. Got into therapy and had a therapist like on and off like two years. And then I'm just like in some type of trauma therapy now, which I'm trying to focus on fixing the trauma. And therapy is a must, guys. Um, if you are not in therapy, I suggest you do. And I know it's right now in this world, it's so hard to find a therapist. And that's okay because everybody needs help. And it may take you some time, may take you a couple of therapists to go through because I've been through a couple of them. But that's okay. You'll find somebody eventually that will work out for you. And, and if you're Black, get a Black therapist. Oh, I got I'm, one too. <laughs> black therapists, they understand us Black folks. Like, yeah. yeah. I got a black therapist and that was my, so I have like issues with like with men and I was like, I need a male therapist and I need a black therapist. I'm like, I'm a black man. Can't no white man, a white woman tell me how to feel as a black man. That's not going to work. So I definitely agree with you with that one. Yeah. Um, now that's a question for you is, um, what are some good coping skills, you know, that you could recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health? And I want to say this to anybody that's listening my coping skills and his coping skills could be different. You know, it doesn't matter. It's the right coping skills, but we just want to say what coping skills have helped us. Well, I I don't recommend this one, but I, I shop a lot. Like if I'm really going through it, retail therapy helps me a lot. I love to shop. And if I'm really going through it, like I love to clean. So like, that's one of the signs. Like if you see me cleaning like an immense amount, like I'm just old in. You might want to sit me down and ask me what's going on. 
Like, cause that's what, like when I clean, I'm at peace. I love to clean. I always yeah. been like that. I'm a little boy. So I just, you know, wash the dishes. I might, you know, scrub the walls, mop. Yeah. Like I just start doing crazy stuff. So yeah, those are my big two. You are the second person that said the shopping thing. And I don't think nothing wrong with that. Everybody has there's nothing wrong with it when you don't know <laughs> you're the second person i had on a podcast that said retail shopping i was like oh wow like that's a different coping skill but it may work for you and i work for others and stuff like that um my next question for you is um music what's going on with that you have a single out ever be i think it's amazing i think mm-hmm. it's awesome mm-hmm. i was like well, he is singing on this song. <laughs> like, talk about your music. Like, what made you get? Well, I probably know what made you get into music, but what made you get into music? Uh, well, um, as everybody may or may not know at this point, I was in school to become a dentist. Been talking about that for the past few years. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. Whatever. Um, when COVID hit, um, I am a I don't like to use this term, but people like to categorize me as a social media influencer. Also, I call myself a content creator. I feel like the influencer word has a negative connotation to it. But um, at this time, TikTok was, you know, on the rise. It was booming and whatnot. And um, there were two trends. Well, there was a trend that was going around where people were posting their parents in the 90s. I posted mine, got like 50K followers on TikTok overnight. And people were asking me, you know, can you sing? Can you sing? Can you sing? So, you know, I put on my little influencer cap. I was like, okay, <laughs> these people is asking me to sing. So if I sing, I get, t- I got TikTok followers, you know, I'm getting TikTok followers and then those followers are going to transfer over to my other social media platforms. So I posted, I, I can't remember what, I think it was like all on for Christmas or something. I don't know. It was some song I was singing. Did very good. I put it on Instagram, did even better than it did on TikTok. Um, the voice reached out to me to audition, and that's kind of what like lit the fire. People, a lot of people don't know that. Um, the voice reached out to me, and if you watch my YouTube around that time, I was rehearsing a lot. That's what it was for. Now I didn't make it to the TV, like to be on TV, because there's a whole, there's a whole different side to there's like three rounds you gotta do before you get on TV. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I just want to put it out there. I didn't get on the TV. I didn't get on a TV show because I couldn't sing. Okay, because mind you, they reached out to me. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the case. I didn't get on the TV show because of legal reasons. Um, some of the paperwork just couldn't be signed for other reasons that I'm not going to talk about at the time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to get on the show, but that's kind of what lit the fire in me and then when people started people just started saying some crazy stuff like uh I, why am I crying when I'm listening to to you sing or you know you're, 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 the way you sing makes me feel good I'm like child I, I could do this like this is okay I'm liking this attention but it went from liking the attention to actually genuinely having I've always had a passion for music but I didn't always like to sing publicly but um you know, I think that's, you know, the whole performing aspect and then going in the studio and writing my own music, which I didn't, Never Be was the first full song I wrote. And I'm like, shoot, if I can write this in 30 minutes, literally wrote it in 30 minutes, I'm like, shoot, maybe this wow. is- Wow, 30 minutes? Yes, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and, song 
is amazing. Thank you. Yes, I wrote it in 30 minutes. Um, the way I recorded it in the studio isn't how the voice memo actually was. I switched a few things and a few just minor tempo changes. But for the most part, 30 minutes, I wrote it. I just had a really serious connection with the track. And I was like, I don't, I didn't intend to write the song when I did. But at the time, I was going through stuff that I didn't really realize I was going through because, you know, internalized stuff and never be is based on a true story <laughs> so um yeah I just yeah that's kind of how the music thing got started and then you know performances and you know verses and all that stuff it just it was a lot of things that kind of led up to me just being like you know what maybe I can do this for real I want to say that you can sing your ass off not s-i-n-g-s-a-n-g you can sing and um, that song, like, like I said, I listened to it. I was like, when I was that person, I listened to a song. I like to listen to the lyrics. I go on. I got Apple Music, so I'll read the lyrics. I'm the same and I was way. like, this song is so, so good. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is so, so good. And you are fierce on the um, cover of the song. <laughs> like, I, like, love that song. And Thank you. Know, that, you. It's more and it's stuck in my head. It's stuck in my head. That never been. <laughs> the chorus is stuck in my head. So what you, I feel like once the song is stuck in your head, it's like, Yes. Yeah, that was, that was a really interesting song to write just because of how fast I wrote it. Like, yeah. I was just, I'll never forget, I was just sitting on the couch and I just turned it on and immediately I just, me and you can never be. I was like, I like that. <laughs> oh my God. So I wrote it down in my notes and I don't know, I was literally, as I'm listening to the song, yeah. I'm freestyling, literally. So I, yeah. as I'm listening, I'm singing and I'm trying to write at the same time, like, me like literally going on and on and on it was just i don't know that that night magic was made listen there's more to come. Come. there's and more to this, i can't wait I can't not even wait. my best not even my best <laughs> <laughs> do you write all your music oh i'm big on writing all my music i because of i'm very anal when it comes to my music and i feel like nobody knows me and my experiences better than i do yeah, you. I, I can, you know, collaborate with people and whatnot, but for the most part, I like to write all my stuff. I don't like other people coming into my space. Like, absolutely not. That's just, and then I, I, I don't want to say I frown upon people who don't write their own music, but it doesn't come off as genuine because it's like, did you really go through it? Because if you can't articulate yourself, you know, the words, I mean, did you really go through it? Granted, some people just genuinely yeah. can't write a good song, but I mean, if I got the gift, obviously I got the gift because Never Be was the first song that I wrote and it's doing pretty good. I mean, uh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love I love to write songs and sometimes I, you got to tell, tell somebody we we will never we will never be. <laughs> yeah, like we we not gonna. I always say the the story behind a song is I was just dealing with somebody and it was just like enough is enough. We are not gonna be how we used to be. It is what it is. I love you from a distance. Thanks. Yes, make sure you guys stream that song on all listening platforms. That song is amazing, amazing. I have one more question, but I do have a bonus question for you right now. Um, you know, you do music, you're an artist. Like, who are your top five artists, male or female, who you would love to work with? Easy. Beyonce, Chloe, and Hallie. Um, my mama's checked the list, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's three right there. Mm, let's see 
Kelly Rowland. I love to do something with her. I love me some Kelly Rowland. Um, let me see. Let me go to my. I gotta go to my music because. <laughs> oh, oh my God, how can I forget Flow? Um, I don't know if you know who they are, but they're like a UK girl group that's up and coming. Oh and, no! Oh, I think um, I've seen them on TikTok. They are amazing. If you have not listened to "Not My Job" live on Vivo, and you're not a fan, go listen to it. I, I kid you not, you're going to be a fan afterwards. I'm going to go listen to it. Because now that you said that, I'm definitely going to listen to it. it <laughs> love the top awesome. five. The top five I love. Love. And my last question for you is, um, what can you tell someone, um, how, what can you tell someone that's struggling with their mental health? Why is it important to put their mental health first? You know, sometimes when we're struggling, we put others before us. You know, why is it important that they put themselves first? Because you only get one life. Hello. So you need to make sure you can do everything you need to do to keep that life in check. Like, why would you want to live your life miserable? If you need to get help, go ahead, go get help. Um, I always tell my friends, like, you know, if they're going through something, I'm like, girl, you need help. And I say it just like that. You need help. If I don't say it like that, you're gonna not, you're not yeah. gonna do that girl. You need help. You sound crazy. You're going through whatever you're going through. Go get yeah. help. You want me to recommend you my therapist? I always say that. You want my therapist? Like, I'll give you my therapist yeah. now. My therapist is amazing. And she don't talk to you like she a therapist. She talk to you like she your, you know, she your friend. So I'm like, you know, just get help. But I mean, you only get one life. You need to treat it as such. And if you yes. don't it, go get help. Like, uh, and if you don't want help, go suffer. But for the most part, you need to go get help. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I agree with you. I agree with you. you. Always need that blunt friend that's gonna tell it like it is. Yo, tell somebody today. You don't need. I don't need yes people around. I need somebody that's gonna tell me like, friend, you messing up. Yeah. You, you, you tripping. Yeah. You know, I you need that in your life and stuff like that. And I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for talking mental health. And I just can't wait to see what's in store with you, with your music. Like I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm cooking up. I have a single that's actually releasing. Pretty soon, and off of it's off of my EP, and it's actually my favorite song. So, yeah, can't wait! I can't wait. Adult vibe. It's more so of an um, upbeat tempo, and it's definitely gonna make you want to dance. So, okay, <laughs> okay. Thank you. I can't wait for that. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for saying yes. Of course. Thank you for having me.